Hello, I'm Susan Raff, and welcome to Real Talk. Today we are talking about Ukraine and the crisis that we have seen there over the past couple of weeks. And the reality is it is difficult on the Ukrainian people. It is hard for the world to watch what is happening. But most of all, people want to help. And we wanted to have someone on our podcast today to talk about what's happening and ways that you can help. And joining us here today is Myron Kolinsky, and I know I'm going to mess this up, so I want to make sure that I get it right, the United Ukrainian American Relief Committee. Correct. Okay. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for Such having a difficult me. time. It I is, like. yes. Now, you were born in this country, but your family lives in Ukraine, and you have a lot of uh, Ukrainian relatives and friends. Absolutely. We all do, I think. Okay. Most of the community has ties to Ukraine whether it's from currently or from the past. It's very difficult. We're very concerned for the people. That's why we're doing what we're doing this coming Monday. Um, One of the things, I don't want to interrupt you, but before we get to that, one of the things mm -hmm. that we've been so impressed about is the resolve of the Ukrainian people that, you know, they want to protect their, uh, their culture, their land, right? Correct, correct. And... Uh, People have been very resilient. They really are, they're heroes, actually, in our eyes. The Ukrainian president has shown his heroism by, by staying with the people, by not leaving the country. And, uh, you know, he had opportunities, and he said, no, I'm staying with, with our people, and please send us supplies. Are you hoping that... Um, as pressure mounts on Russia and uh, Putin, that this war will end soon? We are hopeful that the war will end soon because, as you can see, it's already about a million people that have been displaced, and the humanitarian disaster, it's a humanitarian disaster. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. So we're hoping that it does end soon. I understand they're having talks again today, and uh, hopefully something will come of it. In the meantime, uh, Romania, Poland, they're all offering uh, shelter and a home for a lot of displaced Ukrainians. That is correct. That is correct. But it's hard because they're families, and they, they don't want to leave their homes. Right. And if you if you watch the, the television, you'll see at the border... Uh, husbands drop off uh, their wives and children and then turn around and go back to Ukraine. Because so they can't leave. They they can't leave, but also they're determined to, to defend their homeland and their lands. Tell me about the impact this is having on Ukrainians here in the United States and here in Connecticut. Here in Connecticut and, and all across the U.S., there are many stand with Ukraine rallies. There's many humanitarian projects that are happening. I understand there are other organizations that are helping Ukraine. Um, the organization that, that I represent has been in, uh, in the U.S. since 1944. They actually helped my parents who were displaced persons, refugees for, after World War II. And um, they continue to provide humanitarian aid to Ukraine and Ukrainians around the world. Do you think that this conflict can be resolved without military action? 
Uh, President Biden uh, gave his State of the Union address offering support, but I think a lot of countries are reluctant to send their troops uh, there. Right, and I think President Zelensky from Ukraine has said, uh, we're not looking for your boots on the ground, we're looking for your support and for, would be a good thing to have a no-fly zone over Ukraine. Mm -hmm. That would probably uh, be helpful to, to stop the war sooner than later. And uh, he's mentioned that, you know, our, our, our people are ready to defend their homeland. So, Scary times. Absolutely. Absolutely very scary, very concerning to us and to our friends and neighbors here in the United States. There's been an outpouring of support. Every individual Ukrainian-American or uh, person from Ukraine is getting calls from their neighbors, friends and neighbors. What can we do for you? It really is very heartwarming, um, the amount of support that Ukraine and Ukrainians are receiving. And I think any time when you have a conflict like this that's unprovoked, Correct. Uh, you really, the support seems stronger. A lot of times, you know, it's never uh, a black and white. There's always a gray area between two uh, fighting factions. But here, uh, mm -hmm. through no action or at all, uh, they're being attacked. Right. And if you, if you watch the news reports, a lot of times they'll, they'll attack overnight when people are sleeping. And, and then you see the devastation you know, uh, administration buildings, schools, uh, hospitals, you know, it's, it's, it's dehumanizing. Something I heard recently was that the Russian people are somewhat, um, I don't know, reluctant, but to be drawn into this. It may not be their will to take on, there have been protests uh, uh, in Russia uh, against this. Do you think that the, you know, the average Russian citizen uh, is not in favor of what's happening, and the, their soldiers are going in and having to kill people. I think there's a lot of disinformation being spread, and I'll, I'll use an example. There was a, a Russian soldier on YouTube yesterday, and he was in Ukraine, and either he was captured or, or he deserted, and they were showing, they were showing him with the local population. They were offering him food. They offered to, to um, contact his, for him to contact his mother in Russia, to tell him that he was alive. That's the way Ukrainians treat people. They, they're, they're peace. Ukrainians are peace-loving people. They're on their own land, and I don't know if you know, but. During World War II, a lot of what happened during World War II was fought out on Ukrainian lands. I give an example. My mother was 10 years old in 1944. They were evacuated out of the village where they lived. Three times they tried to return to the village, and three times they were set on the road to the west. And the village was burned, 1944, burned down. My, my grandmother's sister was in another village, and after the war she came back to the village and built a home where my grandmother had, uh, had a home previously that was burned down. 
Um, I visited uh, the village where my mother was born uh, three times over the last uh, 20 years. Um, met with some relatives and uh, actually saw the house that was rebuilt oh, wow. after 1944. So it's it's a little bit of repeat of history where refugees, like my mother, like my father, had to move west and uh, had to rebuild their lives. And we're hopeful that the refugees, the million refugees that are now displaced from Ukraine will be able to return sooner than later. People want to help. They do. People want to help. Absolutely. People have contacted Channel 3 mm-hmm. many times, and I know we're partnering up with you uh, mm-hmm. to get supplies, the right supplies, to those who need it. Tell us what people uh, can do and what's needed. There is actually a listing uh, provided by uh, the company that's actually going to send um, the supplies next Thursday by plane to Warsaw and from Warsaw it will be transported to the refugee areas as well as into western Ukraine. Uh, If someone's interested, I can provide my email address and I would be happy to send them the supplies that are needed. And if someone would like to make a a donation, uh, they would make the donation out to UUARC, which is the United Ukrainian American Relief Committee. But this coming week, Channel 3 and Howard Cares are going to partner up with you to get supplies. Tell us about what people uh, can do, what kind of uh, things they can drop off, Mm -hmm. and where can they drop those things off. Okay. Um, Things like uh, clothing, shoes, um, medical supplies. Um, Again, it would probably be easier if I just sent them the list, then people can kind of see that. People can, they can, we'll, we'll post it on our website. Yes. And it'll be on our air as well, and so people can do that, and that's starting on Monday. Yes, it's going to be, the, 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 the two events, the drop-off events will be Monday, March 7th from 4 to 7 at the Ukrainian National Home of Hartford, which is 961 Wethersfield Avenue in Hartford, Connecticut, and St. Michael Ukrainian Catholic Church Hall which is at 569 George Street in New Haven. We actually, uh, New Haven started the, the process and we, we added Hartford uh, to, the, to the locations. We've done this for UUARC in, in peaceful times. We've collected probably five, six times over the last eight years since the, the war originally started with the invasion of Crimea and the invasion of Luhansk and Donetsk in eastern Ukraine. People are very generous. We've uh, had here at Channel 3 coat drives for many years, Mm -hmm. and it's amazing to me how many people come out uh, and fill their cars uh, Mm -hmm. with coats, and uh, we've partnered up uh, with Best Cleaners in the years past. They clean everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people are really generous. And I think in this case, people want to help, but they feel, you know, kind of helpless. They're not quite sure what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So if, if people are available, um, I mentioned we were, we, we were holding different rallies. We're actually going to have a rally Sunday, um, this Sunday, March 6th at 1 o'clock at the New Haven Green. So if someone can make it, uh, 
show their support for Ukraine and Ukrainians, we'd, we'd appreciate it. There is a lot of support, isn't there? Absolutely. There, there have been uh, sta- uh, Stand With Ukraine rallies all this week. Um, last week there were prayer services in Hartford, New Britain, New Haven, on Thursday night, Friday night. Most of those prayer, service con- prayer services continue this week, uh, whether it's 6 o'clock in New Britain, 7 o'clock in Hartford, and 6 o'clock in New Haven. Um, those continue, but we also are looking at the humanitarian relief and uh, aid to the refugees and to Ukraine in general. Right. I saw that there were some refugee areas and there are mm-hmm. women and children, and that's very difficult. Uh, I have a friend who lived in a refugee camp mm-hmm. uh, who left Montenegro, uh, and uh, I think she stayed there for almost 18 months. And it's very difficult for families in those situations. Kids are confused. They're not really sure why they're there. Right? Correct. Correct. It's difficult. Well, I want to thank you for coming on Real Talk. Thank you. Uh, we're going to have a lot more information for our viewers so that they can uh, uh, donate and help. Mm-hmm. And if they have any questions, I will make sure that we give your information out as well. Great. All right. Thank, thank you, you very so much. much. And, and our prayers and thoughts are with you and the Ukrainian people. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's it for Real Talk today. Uh, you can learn a lot more about the donations whether it's monetary, clothing, medical supplies, all those things are needed. And we want to make sure that uh, people know that and they have a place to give. And you can get that information on Channel 3, also on air and online. And we want to thank you for tuning in to Real Talk today. 